we are going back to the 60s for one of the greatest comedies ever made. Uh, that is Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, which was released <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, January 29th, 1964. It was directed by the great Stanley Kubrick, written by Stanley Kubrick and Terry Southern. Uh, it stars uh, the great Peter Sellers, and not one, not two, but three different roles. He's going to play a fourth. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, also, George C. Scott, Sterling Hayden, Keenan Wynn, Slim Pickens. Uh, it had four Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director, Best Writing. Didn't win any, which is very unusual. In fact, it was the only Best Picture nominee that year not to win any awards. Uh, it's ranked number 39 on AFI's list of 100 Greatest American Films. Um, this film was released about six years uh, after the source novel, Red Alert, by Peter George. That was published in 1958, and that's sort of what this was based on. Uh, the film, uh, was, which is, of course, a comedy, for those who don't know, a dark comedy because it's dealing with nuclear war, uh, but it led to actual changes in policy with the government to ensure that events depicted uh, in the film could never occur in real life. So there's actually uh, kind of pretty important film in terms of our own safety. Uh, I talked about the, the title. It's actually the longest title for a Best Picture nominee or winner ever, uh, 13 words long. The uh, uh, Kubrick did a lot of research. They read about 50 books on nuclear war, but he sought no help from the U.S. Department of Defense. And uh, so he did all that stuff kind of on his own without their help. The, um, the film itself was... Uh, uh, it was going to be uh, test screened November 22nd, 1963, and people might recognize that date. That's the date that uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. So the producers felt that the public would not be in the mood for a black comedy so soon after that traumatic event. So they bumped the premiere uh, to January 1964 to kind of accommodate that. Uh, another sort of weird kind of connection to that, uh, Major Kong, played by Slim Pickens, uh, he's uh, in the B-52 bomber, and he comments on the survival kit. His original line was, a fella could have a pretty good weekend in Dallas with all that stuff. Uh, Dallas was overdubbed with Vegas uh, because, again, that's where President Kennedy was shot in Dallas. So Major Kong still mouths the word Dallas. You can see it if you watch the film, but they dub in Vegas. I talked about Peter Sellers playing uh, three different roles. He was paid $1 million, which was about 55% of the film's budget. Wow. Uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, sort of famously quipped, I got three for the price of six. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Peter Sellers was actually going to play Major Kong, which is the role that went to Slim Pickens. But he ended up breaking his leg, uh, and so it was just too taxing to do four different roles. In fact, Sellers was the first actor uh, to be nominated for one single Academy Award for a film in which he portrayed three different characters in the same film. With us is Joe Fortunato, film school, and of course, going back to the dark comedy of Dr. Strangelove. This thing had a pretty low budget, Joe, but man, it really paid off at the box office for certainly a topic that was, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but it was a real touchy subject. It definitely was a touchy subject. Now, uh, sort of the irony of that, and it didn't do well, uh, and of course it's now considered one of the all-time classic films, but at the same, in the same year, there was another movie called Failsafe, 
which had a very similar plot, although it was a heavy drama. Also a great movie, too, if you ever check out Failsafe. Um, so there was sort of competing nuclear war films, one a comedy, one a drama, in the same year. So it was definitely part of you know the zeitgeist of that, that time period. Um, one of the... Uh, during in the film, during the attack on the Burpleson Air Force Base, there's a sign that reads "Peace is our profession," uh, and everyone thought that was sort of a satirical sign made up by the filmmakers to sort of uh, some irony. But it's actually the real motto of the Strategic Air Command, so that's a real sign. It wasn't made up by the filmmakers. Um, I mentioned a lot of the cast. This is also the film debut of James Earl Jones, who mm. uh, many of you know is the voice of Darth Vader. Uh, so he's uh, one of the uh, um, the people in the B-52 bomber. Peter Sellers actually improvised most of his line. And uh, in the, you know, sort of most significantly probably is in that final scene when he is playing Dr. Strangelove and he exclaims, Mein Fuhrer, I can walk. Uh, and according to Kubrick, uh, that was improvised. And uh, Peter said he couldn't promise he'd do the same thing twice. So they just ran the film and, and got what they could, and, of course, it all worked out really well. The climax of the film was supposed to include a giant pie fight in the war room uh, with all the people. In fact, that's why there's this giant table of food in the war room, because Cooper contended to have a custard pie fight between the Russians and the Americans. He decided not to use it. was shot, but he decided not to use it because he just found it too farcical to fit into the, the otherwise sort of satirical nature with the rest of the film plus half the actors were laughing during the scene anyway so they couldn't really use the footage as it was great film dr strange love going back what was it was released 64 is that right joe yeah 1964 1964 um there was a uh, couple of quick other things there, there sure. was talk actually in 1995 of a sequel called son of strange love uh and kubrick was going to have terry gilliam uh, to direct. That never materialized, which I'm kind of glad it didn't. Um, and I love that Kubrick actually offered the role of General Ripper, uh, who was played by Sterling Hayden. He offered that role to Gene Kelly, wow. uh, which would have been really, really interesting. And then uh, on a final note, uh, kind of humorous, I think, uh, Ronald Reagan, of course, was a, 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 an actor before he became president. But when he assumed the office of president, one of the first things he asked was the location of the war room. Uh, and he was told, there is no such room in the White House. <laughs> and Reagan said he thought that there was because he'd, he'd seen the war room in Dr. Strangelove. 